This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Right. Flukemonger, dogmid.com, joined by head coach of Husky Baseball, Jason Kelly. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. I'm ex- excited to uh, get up, get get home and, and get a good homestand under our belt and and let our guys um, get a chance to play in front of our fans. Dogs are coming off a 5-2 and two road trip down in Northern California, uh, taking on both Santa Clara and San Jose State. So, Coach, I'll, I'll start by asking – uh, obviously, you've coached here before. You've been coaching college baseball for a long time. Uh, but was there like a, uh, like wow, I'm a head coach of the Washington Huskies moment for you this last <laughs> trip? And what was that like? You know, I don't know if there was a particular moment um, after that that game on Saturday, the first game um, when, when I brought the team together and and they kind of handed me Coach Silverman handed me the game ball and and the guys gave me a round of applause. I, that was that was a really cool moment. If anything. Uh, breath and like fi- that's finally out of the way and and thank goodness it happened on the first one and not on the 10th one um so <laughs> other than there wasn't a whole lot of uh, joy is not the right word but it was more of a deep breath and a, and a sigh of relief like all right now we can we can move on that's out of, that's out of the way and and now we can start focusing on on our team and and not on me anymore yeah and like you said glad to get the first one out of the way on the first game uh, successful road trip, like I said, five and two. So taking care of business, getting a sweep of San Jose State. Um, just, I guess, broadly, were there any takeaways or I guess, yeah, maybe positives to that jump out to you from the first road trip uh, of the 2023 dogs? Yeah, th- there's a lot of positives. I-, I think, you know, I don't think we played our best baseball by any means. Um, I don't think we, we had a game where we we really swung the bats well and really pitched well. Um, but both ends, actually all three um, kind of divisions of the game, pitching defense and, and offense showed up at times. Um, we pitched really well um, at San Jose State towards the end of that series. Um, we swung the bats really well at Santa Clara and at the beginning of the San Jose State series. And But in, in reality, we played defense the entire time. Um, so so that was great to see. And it showed our guys that were capable of of those aspects being there. Like And, and that's something that that we're going to always try and strive for is getting all three at the same time. Rarely does that happen in this game. Um, but especially on the pitching, there, there were some moments that, that was disappointing and, and we need to get better um, and, and we will. Um, but for the most part, great energy. Guys were excited to be playing. It was interesting circumstances um, for some guys in their initial D1 um, experience with with having some odd game times and and having to play at a, at a junior college field, which was great, but it's just a different atmosphere and, and so I was proud of our guys for kind of putting some of those things on the back burner and focusing on the game and the way we played, not necessarily concerned about the elements or the the opposing team or the opposing fans or or the ballpark or anything like that, but just focus on the game. So we did a good job of those to work on, as all coaches will say, but but I was happy with our guys. So one thing you mentioned I kind of wanted to ask about, um, obviously, first few 
outings of the season. I think one thing maybe that jumped out on paper, you mentioned maybe some disappointing elements to pitching. There were a few, maybe it seems at times that there was a hard time maybe limiting the free passes, right? And it's easy for, uh, it's easy for, like, I don't know if I've ever thrown a pitch more than 65 miles per hour, and I certainly can't locate it, right? But I think it's easy for fans to be like, hey, why can't you just get it over, right? But you're playing at a level also where people can punish mistakes. It's a lot easier said than done. But do you think, do you kind of count that to whether it's first game jitters, shaking off some rust, getting back into a game situation? And what do you think uh, the next step forward is to get those guys to rely on the defense that you said that was present for both series? Yeah, you know, it's hard to really put your finger on on why um, th- there were some kind of anomalies. I thought we had some of the young kids that had never done this before throw a bunch of strikes and be super competitive. And then we had some of the veteran guys that have done this for two or three years um, not be able to fill up the zone. And, and that's unacceptable. And those guys, we talked about that, and we know our standards, and, and they know our standards. So um, where we go from there is we kind of simplify things. And, and it, it's an interesting breakdown at this level with kids this age because a lot of times when they're really young, there's kind of nothing to lose and there, there's no there's no thought process for them. Then as they get older, those processes kind of grow and, and the draft becomes an issue. And and, you know, there's just a lot of other things that, that get in guys way sometimes. So sometimes they need an outing or two to to kind of get through that, get their mind refocused, kind of get punched in the stomach a little bit and go, oh, shoot, I've got to I've got to fix the way I do things. And we did that with some of those guys. We had I had some good sit downs with a couple of those veteran guys and just said, Hey, we, we need to be more competitive. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's all it is. And, and, you know, like you said it at the beginning of your question, but they should be able to throw strikes. Like they're here for a reason and, and they know that. And, and I wouldn't expect you to jump up there and, and throw a 90 mile an hour fastball right down the middle, but our guys should be able to do that. And, and we'll do more of that as, as, as the season goes on. But yeah, it was, there were some disappointing moments, but there are also some great moments. I mean, Kiefer Lord was great um, all weekend, and, and Stu Fleslin was great all weekend. Um, had Stu not taken that line drive off the shin, he, he might have gone eight innings. Um, that that first outing, he was so dialed in. So there's a lot of positive. J.P. Emanuel's was incredible. Josh Emanuel's incredible. I mean, so some really good performances, and, and we're kind of trying to focus on those things. Um, but, yeah, some of those guys do need to get better, and they will. I guess this isn't really even a question, but to Stu's point, like you said, took a liner off the shin and then came and was just – untouchable also the next weekend uh more maybe of an observation you don't even have to comment on this but i i thought his first uh outing was like the most baseball outing ever like you set the side down in order three times and like they just get to you maybe one innings stack a couple hits and that's just like that can be the difference in allowing a few runs when i don't know it's just it's interesting stuff but like you said some great dominant performances uh, it was awesome to see Kiefer Lord's first pitch come in at 99 miles an hour, like, <laughs> like kind of a here I am sort of moment, which is great. Um, yeah, maybe flipping a little bit here. This, again, forgive me if I struggle to articulate this, but there was also like the moment where AJ gunned a uh, runner at the plate, which would have been the game tying run and said it's the final out of the game. Um like, I don't know. It's just interesting. There's all these like baseball it lends itself so, or lends itself so much to like statistics and analytics and things like that. But at a certain point, you just have to step up and like win a baseball game. Um, not diving too much into this, but being on the road for the first time, some maybe adversity at times in that series. What, what have you seen from your guys, even with maybe some of the struggles to be able to like go and actually secure five wins in like just chalk one up in the win column? 
yeah, we, we our expectations here and, and the communication that I've had with with our players and our coaching staff is <clears throat> it's about the game. It's about playing the game um, the right way and and executing the right way. And and mm-hmm. you know when when it's raining and it's windy and it's it, it was cold down there and and you know there there are some things that could have gotten in our way and it and it didn't. And and that's that's a huge thing moving forward for our guys. Um, it, it's just focusing on. On like I said, playing the game one pitch at a time. It's cliche, but if you can really focus on that, then, then you can do that. And and you know, AJ AJ's turned himself into a, a pretty good defender. I mean, that that was probably if you looked back on him um, coming into the the fall, that would have been his weakness was was his defense. And he's done a really good job of of becoming a a good defender out there. And and for him to make that throw in that moment, you know, game saving play. Um, that's why baseball's great is is you play for two and a half hours and not much happens. And then all of a sudden the ninth inning, there's this huge rush of of um just kind of offensive plays and and everything kind of comes out in one inning and you got to make one great play, you know, t- to win a game. And and people, you know, when you watch those games, we expect our defense to make one or two great plays a game. And and we're gonna have to do that to win games. And we did that, you know, for the most part all week. And I think we we made three three errors on the weekend. Um, one, two of them are pitchers throwing errors, um, and one of them was a ball that that ninety nine point nine percent out of a hundred um, that play is made. So we couldn't be happier with the defense um, that our guys played this weekend, especially getting on natural surface um, for the first time. We hadn't played on on dirt or grass yet, so that was great to see. We're gonna have to put our you know, rely on that and, and hang our hat on our defense um, because, you know, the, the offense is going to, it's going to ebb and flow. And, and we know that baseball is that way. The pitching should be consistent, but our group is a contact oriented group. Um, so the defense is going to get plenty of opportunities and they showed that they can handle that. And that that's, that's going to be, that'll carry us a long way. That'll win us a lot of games if we play great defense. You mentioned earlier in the call, obviously, Husky baseball returning home this weekend to take on Northern Colorado. I know you said there wasn't like a moment, maybe other than receiving kind of the game ball and the ovation from your teammates. But is there like a, I don't know, do you, do you anticipate having another, whether it's just like feeling moment of another, I guess, I don't know what the right word is, whether it's surreal or whatever it may be, but just yeah. like the rubber meets the road. You're coaching at home again for the yeah. Washington Huskies. Yeah, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, th- that'll be an interesting you know, I'm not that way in nature. Um, I'm, I'm a pretty calm, go with the flow type person. Um, so, but I'm sure there'll be a moment, especially at home, you know, maybe the home plate meeting, which is something I've never done here. Um, something like that, where I'll just kind of take a step back and go, oh, this is, this is really cool. Um, really excited to be here and, and, you know, have come a long ways um, since I took this job in, in, you know, the fall of 12. Um, so yeah, there, there may be a moment. It, it would be good to get that first win out of the way at home. Hopefully it comes on Friday night. And, and like I said before, we can put that out of everybody's minds, but you know, it's about the players. It's about them playing great. Um, and, and if they do that, then we get some credit that's probably yeah. not deserved, but, um, it, it'll be about them this weekend and, and really doing a good job of, of playing a quality opponent at home. It, it brings a different set of pressure for our guys. Um, hold a couple of different ways with you know tickets and and kind of some of those things and family and and all those things so it'll be a good test for us to refocus i was going to ask me what is it about playing 
at home for these guys? Is it just like the pride of this is Husky ballpark and we like to win here? Or is it, you know, we're going to have, especially if I don't know, I'd imagine like someone's going to come out and watch their friend or son right. make a start if they're pitching. Uh, what, what I guess is like, what I guess intensifies the the feeling of playing at home. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's probably a, a couple of things. I think th- there tends to be a little bit more perceived pressure um, at home to, to win games. Um, so that's something we've got to get through and, and learn how to handle. Um, but it's just, like you said, the pride of playing in your house and, and defending mm-hmm. your house and, and you're expected to win at home um, no matter who you play. So I think that brings a, a little different um, pressure to, to a player. Um, but, you know, if we do what we talk about, which is the game is the important part, um, then we can push some of those things to the side and really focus on our play. And if we do that, I, I think we'll have success um, not just this weekend, but but if we can really do those things throughout the year, we can really play well at home. And we need to play well at home. Um, if, if you can, you know, go 500 or slightly above yeah. 500 on the road, um, then that means you got to play, you know, 750 ball at home. And if you can do that, then you're a regional team, and and we know that, and our guys know that. So we'll we'll, we'll do whatever we can to protect this place and and win um, games at home and and you know that'll be an important part of us having success throughout the year. It needs to be an advantage for us. The pack is such an interesting conference weather-wise. There's no conference like it. Um, when when you've got Arizona, Arizona State in the, in the desert coming up here to play in the cold, and us having to go down there, and the California schools, and then the NorCal schools are kind of in between. And mm-hmm. and so when teams up here, when teams come up here, we need to take advantage of that and, and put some pressure on them. So it'll be important for us to get started off the right foot this weekend. With maybe some of the philosophical elements of the game, like you said, with these players maybe casting aside expectations and focusing on the game that they're playing, uh, or whether it's just that, I think you said in our first call, like kind of adopting the like a more maybe rambunctious style of play or whatever it may be. How do you go about implementing that? I mean, obviously in practice, I'm sure you're working on a lot of fundamentals and things like that. Is that more team talks? Do you rely on maybe some of the veteran guys to instill that in the younger people? Is that the assistant coaches? all the above. Yeah. You know, I, I think ultimately it starts with me um, and, and my, my kind of direction and attitude on, on how we're going to approach the game. And, and for this group um, we really feel like it's important for them to, um, you know, really enjoy the game, really enjoy the the challenge of competition, not view it as a stressor, not view it as a life and death situation, but view it as a, an incredible opportunity to compete. And if we play the game the way that we're capable of and we compete the way we're capable of, then wins will come. That's hard to get through kids' heads. That's hard to get through anybody's head is, is don't worry about the outcome. Just play as hard as you can for as long as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the mentality was great this weekend. It's always good, in my opinion, to start on the road because guys are a little more feisty on the road and, and mm-hmm. it's a little more confrontational with the other team um, at home. You tend to get a little more um, laid back and, and we need to keep our intensity up for this team to have success. Um, so, you know, it, I want to, I don't want to unleash them is not the right word, but, but I want them to play free and I want them to really enjoy themselves. And if I have to intervene and hold them back a little bit, because you know, they're getting a little bit out of control, we'll do that. Um, and we don't want to be disrespectful to anybody, but we want to really have a bunch of fun playing this game and free them up to to play to the best of their abilities. And and that starts with, you know, just a great attitude and and feeling like we're lucky to be doing this and and let's enjoy it while we do it. I don't know if this is a dumb question, but one thing I was kind of curious about is at, at what point in the season do you find yourself? I mean, 
I don't know, from Northern Colorado coming up. It's early in the season. Obviously, they have 2022 things you can look at. Are you diving pretty heavily into them and the guys they're bringing uh, to the table, or is it more kind of focusing on, like, we're trying to figure out our tendencies or maybe, like, which bullpen arm we rely on in this situation, figure out our rotation and lineup? What's the blend there, and when does it transition over into, like, we're really going to just game plan and scout the heck out of this team? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of uh, focus on us. Yeah. Uh, and how we're going to do it. Um, but at the same time, we've, we've started to dig in. I haven't yet. I will start when this is over to really mm-hmm. dig into Northern Colorado and start figuring out their hitters and, and kind of how we match up with them, how I'm going to um, challenge their hitters with our arms, who we feel like is a good matchup out of the bullpen with certain players. All that will be um, scripted is not the right word. Um, but we'll have a really good idea of who we think can have success against certain people. And we'll do the same thing on the offensive end of it, figuring out their starting pitchers, who we feel like how the batting order should go based off that guy's strengths, based off our player strengths, who would be good, good pinch hitters off the bench um, left and right versus their bullpen guys. Mm -hmm. So we'll dig in. We'll be really prepared um, when it comes to what we're going to try and do. Um, and, And then it's just about the players executing, not worrying about the reports, not worrying about what somebody could do to them, but but really being um, conscious of, of how they can control an at-bat, how they can control the game from the mound, and and giving them that confidence that they, they can do that. And that takes a, a little bit of time. Um, we're getting much more um, detailed in the scouting reports than, than these players have ever been, um, so they're getting a lot more information. So um, it's a lot for them but it gets a little less every time we do it and they get a little more comfortable every time we do it. And um, by, you know, a couple of weeks into this thing, they'll be really comfortable with the way we're going to attack teams and attack pitching and hitting um, and, and we'll continue to get better and better. So it's a blend of all of it. Ultimately it's about us playing the game the way we're capable of, like I've said a million times, um, but your opponent comes into it and, and making sure that the right people are in the game versus the right people is important mm-hmm. for us. I'm going to leave you with kind of maybe a dumb question, but I thought I'd humor myself with this one. Uh, baseball, I think, gets a reputation for, I don't know, like you think of like playoff beards and things like that. Do you have any Do you have any superstitions to report to Husky Nation or are you not on that train? You know what? That's a good question. I've been doing this long enough. I, as a player, I did. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't the same socks type thing, but – it was my kind of in-game preparation was usually always the same when I was pitching. Yeah. Um, as a coach, I've really tried to focus on not letting that stuff take advantage of me and and becoming somebody that is reliant on a certain pair of socks or a certain pair of shoes or a certain food or a routine. I don't have a lot um, when it comes to you know, funny little things like that, but I do use the same pen. Um, you know, I have a game pen and, you know, stuff like that, that, that I have that is really comfortable for me. Um, but not nothing that, that is worth, I don't think reporting to the the masses about how quirky I am in any way. I, I don't have anything like that. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That's awesome. Sweet. Well, yeah, excited to see Husky baseball return home. I uh, appreciate you taking the time and best of luck in your first weekend. Uh, as the head coach in Husky Ballpark. I appreciate it and and, uh, look forward to talking to you again. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, it's Luke with Dogman, joined by Stu Fleslin. Stu, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, so, Stu, I guess we'll start with maybe just a little background on yourself. Uh, you grew up in the Spokane area. You began your career at Boise State, pitched there for a year, and then transitioned to UW. Um, I guess I'll start by asking, what kind of led you to the University of Washington? I know you grew up in the state, but on the east side. Uh, mm-hmm. What kind of, I guess, was the connection there? Yeah, it was kind of uh, I I'd always heard about UW growing up uh, out of high school and how the success the success that they had in uh, Omaha in 2018 and kind of the success they had as a program. And so kind of after Boise State, when um, the program got shut down, um, uh, UW, I looked at uh, UW gave me a call and uh, they they uh, had success and they had a track record of success. And so I, I went with them and it was kind of a, at a time where everything was kind of crazy with COVID and everything. And uh, when Boise State's program got shut down. So um, being able to have UW um, reach out to me and uh, offer me a spot was really great and uh, uh, really just an uh, uh, awesome opportunity for me. Now, with Coach Kelly, obviously, this is the beginning of his first year at the University of Washington. He had coached here prior to your time. Uh, so he has some ties, but what's it like been working with him? I know that he comes from kind of a pitching background and was a pitching coach for a long time. And how have you kind of benefited from the relationship with him? Yeah. Um, Jake has been my first, uh, head coach. He's also a pitching coach. So that's also, that's, that's really cool. And, uh, honestly, it's been great since he got here and, uh, all the, uh, coaches he brought along with him, they've all been great and they've all brought an energy to the locker room and uh, to the team that I would say has been very beneficial and uh, I think it'll I think they'll only continue to do great things for UW baseball and for us as players and so I'm excited to see how this year goes for us and just starting I guess with how this year is going obviously for yourself it's been a pretty great start to the year in your first game uh, if I remember correctly and you pitched four innings before taking the liner off the shin um, uh, set the side down in order in three of those four innings and then had a 10 strikeout performance against San Jose State um, so yeah, I, I guess, I don't know if this is a dumb question, but at any of those points in those games, do, do you feel like you're able to kind of easily channel, like getting in the zone and what does it feel like to kind of be in control up there on the mound? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting feeling. Um, it's kind of, you don't really know that you're kind of in the zone until you're already, until you're out of the zone. It's, uh, yeah. uh, I'll go, uh, cause with on uh, Sunday against San Jose state, uh, it was just kind of a thing that everything was clicking, um, just one after another, uh, things were just working and then kind of when I came out in the sixth inning it was kind of like wow like the an hour and a half had just passed by and kind of yeah. it was just kind of a and it was kind of I only didn't I only noticed how uh locked in I was after I'd be, been able to become unlocked for uh, in the six, after the sixth inning so that's just it's kind of that's just kind of feeling don't really know it's just kind of so locked in you know I don't I don't even know that I'm locked in and then so taking a liner off the shin were you still feeling it the next weekend? Like, had the swelling gone down? And what's it like pitching through kind of discomfort? Yeah, so it was, it was uh, luckily it was just a bone bruise, and I was able to uh, uh, 
recover quickly and uh, be able to pitch the next Sunday. Um, it was I didn't feel too much pain. I didn't feel I didn't really feel pain on Sunday or anything. Um, just kind of just my leg was a little tired afterwards, a little sore just from taking the hit. But uh, other than that, no, no problems, no issues. And it felt felt good on Sunday. Obviously, I kind of gave you or you gave us a little background about going to Boise State and then coming to UW after the program was shut down and everything like that. More so from kind of your maybe pitch arsenal. Obviously, uh, I think only your second start was streamed. So, and even on those streams, you know, you're kind of relying on a broadcaster to discern which pitches you're throwing. There's no radar, anything like that. Like, what do you bring to the table? What's kind of in your pitch arsenal? Is it a velo thing, movement? Uh, what do you kind of hang your hat on, I guess? Yeah, um, I, I would say I kind of hang out, uh, hang my hat on uh, being able to use multiple pitches and multiple different mm-hmm. counts. Uh, I got a little bit of velo with my fastball, uh, low 90s with my fastball, um, sometimes up to the four. Um, but uh, I got a change up slider and curveball that I'm able to execute for strikes a, a lot of the times. And so those are the kind of the equalizer for me is being able to land those in the zone and then use my low to mid, a low to low 90s fastball to um, throw their timing off even more. So it's just kind of the pitchability of those other three pitches really make my fastball that much better. I promise I'll make a connection back to your yeah. pitching here, but uh, I don't know if you're an M's fan. I, I love watching Logan Gilbert pitch. He's a big guy. I know you're about six, five as well uh, mm-hmm. with your low nineties fastball. Do you feel like being six, five, a long athletic guy, there's some like added perceived velocity. Like, are, are, do you feel like you're able to kind of get down the mound and like, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying there? Yeah, yeah, I get, I get what you said. Yeah, I definitely feel like I can get down the mound. Uh, so what I kind of do is I'm, um, for me, I uh, go to the very far, what would it be, the left side of the rubber towards mm-hmm. first base. And so I have my heel like on the very edge of the rubber mm-hmm. kind of. So for me, me being tall and me coming from the three quarters, it's it's really, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of cool. I'm able to get a lot of crossfire with my fastball. And so that, yeah, that's also one thing that's really, uh, big for me is uh, being able to get that far outside and come in back into the zone with my um, arm slot and how I stand on the mound. So that's, that's, I think that might be one way of perceived velo kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, between maybe like prepping for a game, knowing you have kind of four offerings that you can throw for strikes and locate. Um, and then, yeah, I, I guess between yourself, uh, Tinch, Coach Kelly, what, how do you kind of like what goes into a game plan of like, you know, we're going to attack hitters this way and how much room is there for that to, I guess, kind of wiggle? Let's say you're really feeling your change up and like you're getting a lot of swings and misses. Can you kind of start to lean on that more or are you pretty scripted in kind of what you're sticking to plan wise? Yeah. So um, so JK, JK is, uh, is our pitch caller during games and uh, he is one of the best at calling pitches. Um he sees something working. If he sees the changeups working that day, or he sees the sliders working that day, he'll he'll keep going back to it. He won't be afraid to use it more more often. So it's kind of it's J.K. He's really good about seeing something from the dugout and figuring out, hey, that's working today. I'm really going to lean on that pitch, or I'm really going to um, lean on that spot in the zone. So he's he's really good about um, identifying that stuff. And that and so like on Sunday, my changeup was really, or on Sunday, he wasn't there on Sunday, but. Uh, on uh, his uh, Jake, who was called Jake Silverman, who was calling yep. the pitches, he saw the changeup was really working that day, and he did, and he he used it a lot, and that's kind of the approach JK does, and he sees something working, he's not going to be afraid to use it over and over again. Now, obviously, you guys are coming home to face Northern Colorado. Um, 
what's it like, I guess, pitching it at home? Does that change your mentality at all, your approach? Um, not, not really. No, it's uh, kind of, for me, for me, it's just more of a competition between me and the hitter. Um, I really focus on that. That's kind of where the, for me, that really locks me in is, uh, kind of the one-on-one competition between me and the hitter. I really, I really am really competitive on the mound. And so when I can have that kind of battle with the hitter, that for me is what gets me going, locks me in. So home away doesn't, doesn't really matter as long as I got batter in the box. And I know, like you said, you're a competitive guy. Home away doesn't matter to you, but I don't know, maybe a, a early March weekend in Husky ballpark, it's going to be mid forties, maybe a little damp. You kind of like pitching that environment. It's hard to leave the yard when it's a, uh... Oh cold. yeah, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> it's it's, uh, the hitters hate it. Yeah, yeah, the hitters they hate it. They 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 miss the barrel. They can't feel their hands for the next three innings. So yeah, so I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, cool. And then obviously you started, I think, five times last year and appeared in maybe thirty games. Uh, so obviously you've started like as a starting pitcher in college baseball, but uh, now going kind of full time into the rotation. Has that changed maybe your preparation just in terms of being ready to throw 80 to 100 pitches and maybe how you kind of, I guess, pace yourself? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's been that's been uh, kind of funny as uh, I've been told I get ready like a reliever still. Uh, <laughs> I, I get ready really quickly for my starts. And so, yeah, that's just kind of – that's one of the things that I got to uh, figure out is uh, with the starting to reliever role is uh, that you don't need to get ready as quickly. It's not a big of a panic when uh, – you're starting compared to when you got to get hot out of the bullpen. So that's kind of just kind of one of the adjustments I've needed to make is just kind of like slowing down my uh, warm up routine, slowing down my process to get into the game. But uh, other than that, no, not nothing, uh, nothing really huge. No, no real changes um, other than like in my routine or anything. But uh, yeah, just kind of the uh, time it takes me to get warm. Just uh, need to figure that out. Gotcha. Uh, cool. I'll leave you with two kind of just more kind of general Husky questions here, but obviously I'm sure you go live and practice against your guys a lot. Is there a hitter or two on the Huskies that give you a hard time when you're going live? Uh, yeah. Um, I'd say uh, Johnny Tinsher gives me a pretty hard time. He, uh, it's funny because he's always, he's always catching my game. So it's a, he's uh whenever he gets to hit off me, it's even more fun just because he's seen all of it over and over again. And so he always gives me a hard time. He is always putting the, good swings on the ball. Um, so Johnny Tincher and probably Will Simpson and Michael Snyder. They, they, they both of them, both of them too. Are, yeah. Really fun to pitch against. Just getting to work with the pitchers on the staff daily. Is there a, maybe a young upcoming arm that Husky nation doesn't know a ton about that they should probably. That's um, this year or years to come. Okay. Um, I think, I would just say uh, Boston Workington, our, our guy, our freshman who came up, uh, over from Canada, he's got some really nasty stuff. And I think uh, with uh, with him working with JK and the guys that we got, I think he'll, I think he, he, he could have a really nasty, he'd be really nasty in the future. Awesome. And I think he'll be a guy for us. So, yeah. Okay, well, again, thanks, Stu. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, looking forward to watching you pitch this year and this weekend at home at Husky Ballpark. Uh, so good luck in your first home series. Thank you. Thank you. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. 
So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.